tips of Bible stories are really like that. All right, I'm going to just give you these pictures. And you'll see there are words from the story. You can find them. All right. Now, can I get you to do that? Yeah. So there, there is six of each. Sorry, if you yeah, can just sure. share those out. All right. I brought a box with me because I wanted to give you a few images to help you. Whoopsie, I can take it off. Hey. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> give you some images to take home with you. I always find I'm very visual. So if I have a few things to see, it helps me remember. Right. So you'll see some elements coming out from our story. Are we good? Yeah. The wall. Do you remember that part of the story? Rahab's house was in the wall of the city and the window where she tied the scarlet cord. So this will be also my window. Oops. Can I move anything? Oh, there's lots. So my window. Okay, and I trust you there. Thank you so much. I got my two spies. Here they come. The light of the world. <laughs> and Rahab. And it's just very interesting to know that Rahab means broad, large. She carried, she saw something from what she heard from the stories. And she, because of her belief, it became a broad place in her that took her into an inheritance that she never dreamed of. Rahab. Here we go. And then, of course, the scarlet cord. And so today you'll also see that I've given you a red cord with a heart. And as, as I go forward and you'll see the, all the symbols coming together, I just thought it's something for you to take home with. That tonight, this afternoon, you might want to tie this cord somewhere to remind you of what the cord stands for. And to tie something to the end of it of what God means to you. But I'll explain as we go. All right. So, I've even tied the scarlet cord onto my wrist. Because today I wanted to leave you with the thought, are you bound to hope? Now, in this story, the cord, if you had to look at the Hebrew meaning of the word, the scarlet cord, it is tikva. I'm not pronouncing it well. But it actually means hope and expectation. If you do a bit more of a study on the meaning of the word, you'll see from Greek and Hebrew, tikva, and then there's other words, expectation of good. So that's what hope means. Okay. So today, as I stand here now, I want to say I am bound to hope. I have an expectancy for good right now. 
But I don't just want to leave you with an image, because this image I want you today to become something within you. Now, when we look at a chord, is a chord just a chord, hey? It has a purpose. For it to achieve its purpose, it needs to be attached. So I'm not going to start with this part, the Beth part. I want to start with the part on the other side. Now, I could not now attach it to anything visual. Because to me, if we look at the story as well, on the other end of the cord, Rahab hung the cord, but the other end was attached to the promise of God, to the goodness of God. And that for you is going to mean something totally different to me because you've experienced, all of us have experienced some goodness of God. You've experienced a promise, the goodness, you know the goodness of God. And you're going to continue every day of your life to find out more about the goodness of God. So I cannot right now attach it to anything because to me it's too big. God is infinite. God is constant. God is outside of time and he's inside of time. God is a sure place. He is not little. He's not fixed to our imaginations, our limited minds. He's beyond everything that we could ever imagine. I can't attach it to anything. I don't want to box my God in. And I know I do that so easily. So today, this, this image of God, I can't fully, he's beyond me, beyond my words. But I know you know him in a way that I don't. And you will have an image today of your God, of our God, of his goodness. And that is sure. That is constant. And God, in his greatness, always wants a way to connect himself to us. And what does he do? He does it through the cord of hope. He's always looking for a flow of his goodness to come to us. Now, I struggle as a human sometimes. Yes, Beth? Okay. I have met the Lord Jesus Christ when I was a little girl of nine. It was a hope for me because I heard of Jesus. But the day I gave my life to Jesus, the hope of Jesus, the longing for Jesus became a reality. So it was attached in my heart. My walls of salvation started to form immediately. There was an attachment straight away in place. Sure walls of salvation, but a God who is greater and bigger was keeping pulling me, drawing me into a deeper connection with him. So today I want you, maybe you go home or as you leave, continue to say, Papa, I want to know you more. I want to know you. I want to know your goodness. I want to know the parts of you that I've never understood. I want to know you. May that continue to be your heart's cry to know this God. And sorry, Father, where I've boxed you in, where I've tried to be God, or shape you according to my idea. You know, sometimes our goodness here, we have a picture, hey, of God. We want him to be who we want him to be, hey. Like for me, I'm very real with you all. My marriage did not work out 
but I had a picture at the beginning when I attached myself. I said, God, this is my view of your goodness. This is what your goodness is going to look like for me, my marriage restored. Now, please hear my heart. God is a restoring God. He's a God of covenant. He's a God of marriage. There's no failing on his part. But I wanted him to meet my idea of goodness through my understanding of goodness. Yes, it is a God of covenant. It is a God of marriage. It is all those things. But I am trying to box. I'm trying to play God. I want to have my, my goodness outworked to my life. I was attaching myself. I was even trying to be Jesus somewhere in it all and saying, Jesus, I want you to bring my goodness like this into my life. And I had to let go of the cords that I had made and the box of God's goodness that I had created and say, God, it might not be what I imagined. It might not be, but you are good. And can I tell you why I'm telling you this? Because we all have stories in our life. We do. Where we have an idea of goodness and it is founded in God. Because every single goodness on this earth comes from God. He's the God of goodness. I'm not making less of my great God. But I try to play God sometimes and box him and prescribe or try to get God to do things my way and for him to put his stamp of blessing on it. And I've learned in this journey of the last couple of years that even when my idea, my created hope, my expectancy has failed, that he rushed in, he rushed, has rushed into my life. I cannot explain to you, you just sit down with me and I'd love to, of his goodness that he has rushed into me. I, I'm astounded. It's not my idea. That's not what I would have said was my expected goodness. I, I am filled beyond, I can't express to you, with such a richness of just knowing his goodness for me in big ways and small ways, through people, through creation. So today I want to say to you, as we look at this in a little few more minutes, at Jesus, the hope, the expectation of good. Don't box him in now. Right now, let's say to him, Jesus, you are hope. You are our expectation of good. You are the goodness. You the expectation. You are, you are the in-between. You are the in-between, the now, and the not yet. He is. I do not want to live life without someone in the in-between. I don't. I sometimes in the day I go, what is the matter with me? And I can feel it's a longing for hope. It's longing to walk every moment with the expectation of good. I long for that because my life feels then meaningless. And I just I don't want to live meaningless. I don't want to live gray. I want to see you, Jesus. I want to see hope, your expectation. Amen. Now, Amen. He's, he's here. I'm, I know I'm, I'm passionate, but he's here. Amen. If you just look around you, Bonnie, he's here. 
He knows what you need too. He's here. His goodness can be found because he is in the expectation and he is in the end and he is in the now and he was in the beginning. So come, Jesus. Come into our in-between right now. Well, I don't know what my finances are going to do this year. Well, I don't know what my relationships are going to be like. I don't know what my job is going to be like. I don't. But you are in this now, this, this worrying space. You are here. And you are telling me, expect good. Expect good. Because I'm good. I'm good. My way. He's sovereign. I don't want to be God anymore. Because when I play God, I truly end up disappointed. And I truly end up despairing and discouraged. And I don't want to live with hopelessness anymore. It suffocates me. It suffocates me. I don't want it anymore. So I am bound to hope right now. I am, I, it's not like he enslaves us and says, I just am going to capture you and make you a prisoner of hope. <laughs> but there is a scripture that says, I choose to be a prisoner of hope. And I'm choosing to say, I made this not Jesus. I'm binding myself to you. Because I need your hope. I need your goodness in my expectation, in my moving between the reality of there but the present. I choose. And just, I know I'm going to wrap it up soon, but in the story, there's just a few points that when we say, okay, Bethy, right, thank you. What do I do now? What is my response to what you're saying? Mm -hmm. To a God that is so big and so good. What is my response to Jesus who comes in the in-between? What do I do? So for me, I can only share what has helped me from what I've gleaned from, from the Bible, from my experience, what I've gleaned from some of you. Because you have a story. And so I want to leave you with a few things. The wall, the window. Let's dwell on those two. What is my response? So right now, can you say that you have tasted God's goodness, that you have met Jesus Christ, that what you hope for has become a reality, then you have today walls of salvation. And let me tell you, they are sh securely sure. Sorry, I nearly got stuck there. <laughs> they are so secure because salvation is Jesus. He's the rock. Amen. You have that. Remind yourself of that in this climate, in your circumstances. You are secure. Salvation is in you. And as you begin to remind yourself, and as you do life, and as you taste of goodness that was hoped for, that goodness becomes a reality, and your wall gets strengthened. It gets built up. Testimonies build us up. Experiences of goodness build us up. That's why we need to go and ask each other, what is your good news? Yeah. What is, where have you tasted? What is the sweetness in the bitterness? What is the joy in the pain? 
because it builds those walls. And what happens is the walls build a window. When there are windows, windows are formed, hey? What else forms windows? Being a people of praise. God said, I'm good. I'm a God of praise. Judah, they carried God's name, a people of praise. The prophets carried God's name. He's a God of prophecy. He's a, he, everything about God, he wants us as his people to be. So praise for me clears the windows. It just clears those windows so that we can see him for who he is. That we can see what this world is not saying to us right now. So that we can get up high and we can see his goodness in a way we've never seen. It clears our windows. We need clean, we need clean windows in this season. We need to see above what is happening here. Above our circumstances, above what is turning in the nations. Yes. We need to praise, prophesy. Don't let us as a church stop. It's declare his name, declare his goodness, declare him, declare him. Keep declaring him. There's some days I forget all of this and I find myself, I feel like I'm on the bottom again. But the spirit is so good because he's in every moment. Hope is in every moment and comes and reminds me, say something big about me. Sing something about me. And something shifts, eh? And we begin to see above the now. Yeah. What makes it all possible? <laughs> Faith, hope, and love. Faith is our response. Hope is Jesus Christ, the connector. It keeps us flowing. And love. It seems so simple, hey? Faith, hope, and love. They will remain one day. Let's hold on to this today. So, right now, as I draw that to a close, I, I feel like I had, a, I had a way, and it changed slightly as I went. But today, I just want you to know Jesus, the hope in your present moment. You can, I could have a smile on my face, but he's in this moment with me now. I could be crying. He's here. I don't know what's in you. Shall we close our eyes? You don't have to either. You can look full at the space. My God, you are good. I declare that today. You are a good God because I have tasted and I have seen your goodness. Come Jesus. In the space in between my now and my not yet. Come and fill it with your colour with your beauty, with your light. Your truth. 
I choose today, Jesus, to be bound to you. I need to. I want to. And I thank you that we will see your goodness in this moment as I walk home, ride home, as I sit in the bath, as I stand in the shower, as I wash the dishes. I will see your goodness. Give me eyes to see. Give me a soft heart that believes Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him. That you may be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit with abounding hope. Amen. So guys, if you need more chords and you need many reminders, there are many. <laughs> Bless you guys. Thanks.